Sunday dawning. Like my heart, I wish it wasn't breaking. To Joseph's deadly dark tomb, I hid. No place for the aromas I'm taking. The beauty of perfume arising as the best of all our dreams is falling. In the olive tree, I swear, and a blackbird singing. I heard the hiss of the devil calling. The garden was as empty as my soul. So to the tomb where I thought he lay. Shouted at soldiers already shaken, who stole in my Lord's body away. I turned and then I saw a gardener and begged him, What did he see? Back with grace filled eyes and whispered, Mary, it's me. Wait a minute, Lord, is it really you? Wait a minute, Lord, how can this be true? Wait a minute, Lord, while I take a gasp, wait a minute, Lord. Until I can grasp, wait a minute, Lord. Is it really you? Wait a minute, Lord. How can this be true? Wait a minute, Lord. While I take a gasp, wait a minute, Lord. Until I can grasp resurrection, the conception of our rebirth, resurrection. The launch of a whole new world, resurrection. The sparking of light through the holes, bursting of hope in our souls, resurrection. The conception of our rebirth, resurrection. The launch of a whole new world, resurrection. The sparking of light through the holes. Take a gasp, wait a minute, Lord, until I can grasp, wait a minute, Lord. Morning, Fitzroy, he is risen. Hello, Fitzroy, he is risen. Morning, Fitzroy, he is risen. Good morning, Fitzroy. He is risen. Morning, Fitzroy. He is risen.
Good morning and welcome to Resurrection Sunday on Fitzroy TV, Fitzroy Sunday service online. Can I thank the women of Fitzroy who in our tradition, our biblical tradition, it's the women who declare the resurrection. Thank you so much for those. And here we are. It's Easter Sunday. It was Friday, but Sunday has Arrived. I hope you've been following us over at the Easter in Fitzroy. And if you haven't, there's a bit of a series going on that can I just enlighten you into. Last Sunday morning, we looked at the cross. What were the reasons for Jesus? Who put Jesus on the cross? Friday night, we had a reflection without a sermon where we looked at a couple of the disciples and other things around the the Good Friday moments. And today we're on Resurrection Sunday and we'll think about the hallowed ground of the garden where Jesus' body has disappeared. And then tonight we have another uh, new series starting. Uh, it's a, an old series restarting with new stuff. It's um, Gary Burnett's Paul and Ten, which has become a book, uh, a book that um, Paul uh, distilled. Um, uh, he's going to do a few more Paul and Tens for us over the next few Sunday nights. And we're going to repeat his Resurrection Sunday Paul and Ten. So that's tonight. So there's four things. And that, as well as all the Lent reflections that we did over the course of Lent, some beautiful reflections from some of the members of Fitzroy, that's all available on Fitzroy TV. If you go onto the website, you can find it in different little sections, and please use that resource while you can. And the sense of Resurrection Sunday is more meaningful if you've watched us last Sunday and on Good Friday, though, of course, you don't have to. Let us find our way into this hallowed ground as Natalie comes to read for us. Good morning Fitzroy. Today's reading is taken from John chapter 20 verses 1 to 18, the empty tomb. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him, and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, 
Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned around and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbanai, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Thanks be to God. my Lord Were you there when they crucified my Lord Oh Sometimes it causes me to tremble 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 Were you there when they crucified my Lord there when the sun refused to shine Were you there when the sun refused to shine Oh Sometimes it causes me to tremble Tremble, tremble Were you there when the sun refused to shine? Were you there when they laid him in the ground? Were you there when they laid him in the ground? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble. Tremble, tremble Were you there when they laid him in the ground? Shouting glory, glory, glory 
there when he rose up from the grave? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they laid him in the ground? Like shouting glory, glory, glory. Were you there when he rose up from the grave? Most of you will know by now my sermons can be infiltrated by whatever else is going on on a film I see, television I'm watching, album I'm listening to, book I'm reading. And so it is on this Easter Sunday, um, as I had in front of me John chapter 20, to be truthful, 18, 19, 20 and 21, as I tried to CSI those scenes around the cross and the empty tomb, I was reading on the side uh, Kerry Doherty's new book, Thin Places. It's an incredibly beautiful memoir, beautiful prose, where she starts out um, spotting the beauty of a moth on the side of the Inishowen Peninsula and where they, she then goes into the heart of the trauma the troubles threw upon her as she grew up in a mixed marriage in Derry, London, Derry, thrown out of one estate because of uh, one parent's religion into another estate where she was eventually thrown out because of another parent's religion, finding some respite round the coast in Valley Kelly before her first really important boyfriend um, was was murdered and she got out as soon as she could like so many of her friends and tried to flee and run away from all this stuff that was going on to Scotland and finally England before she finally had to come home and face the places and the spaces and the depth of trauma that went on in her life. It's a beautiful book. It's it's um it's environmental, it's it's about the wonder of creation, it's about all that God's goodness in the world and it's about all of the human depravity of our troubles in the world and they weave together this story that thank God eventually moves towards some kind of sense of love and belonging for Kerry. I'm reading that as I'm preparing for Sunday and chapter 12 of the book talks about a hollowing out and a hallowing. It's a hollowing and a hallowing. Um, and I couldn't help but but find this hollow and hallowing in the passages I was reading in John's account of Jesus' death and resurrection. Um, Kerry writes this about hollowing out. To hollow out is to remove the inside of something, to make an empty space in the middle of something else. Sometimes there's a space inside us, but no matter how we want it, nothing grows there. A hollowing out, a kind of a delving in. And the book is very much about that. It's very much about her hollowing out all the stuff 
that needed hollowed out for her to bring new beginnings. And I couldn't help but see the stories that we've been looking at last Sunday morning and on Friday evening in Fitzroy TV um, online where we've been looking at the betrayals, the denials, the traumas that the disciples and the mother of Jesus went through, the sin and the pain of this world that we live in, hollowing out. It's, um, It's something we all need to happen. And it seems to me that maybe the tomb was some kind of hollowing out. I, do, I don't think I'm moving far from, from the spirit of Kerry's writing where she, she finds places with real meaning. And those places of real meaning are thin places between us and something more for us in the Christian church on Resurrection Sunday. There's that tomb, a hollowing out, uh, some, something where we we find Jesus dealing as he descended into the depths, Paul writes in Ephesians, dealing to hollow out the traumas, the denials, the betrayals, the sin, the pain, the injustice, the suffering of our world. Hollowing it out to make space for something new. And the hallowing, the hallowing place, Kerry writes, when we hallow a place, we bless it and make it holy. We sanctify and honour it. We consecrate and hold it as sacred. We keep its way and we hold them close. We listen to the place and feel its reverberation in our bones. Well, to me, oh, Resurrection Sunday, oh my, to sanctify it, to honour it, to consecrate it, to make it sacred. We listen to the place. We listen to this empty tomb that we feel its reverberations in our bones 2,000 years later. The thin place. And I think it's in keeping with Kerry's writing again that we would hallow Easter Sunday. That we would hallow the tomb. That this is perhaps the thinnest place on earth. Where we deal with stuff. My late friend Rich Mullins, who I quote a lot, singer-songwriter, he had a song called Jesus. In fact, I think maybe Shannon and Michael performed it a few years ago in Fitzroy, maybe even on Resurrection Sunday. And the lyrics go, Jesus, they drove the cold nails through your tired hands and rolled a stone to seal your grave. Feels like the devil's rolled a stone onto my heart. Can you roll that stone away. This morning, Resurrection Sunday 2021, as we celebrate that uh, death has no longer any sting, as we celebrate as churches around the world that not only has Jesus defeated sin and injustice and suffering, he's defeated death and there's life eternal. As we declare that this Easter Resurrection Sunday, I'm wondering about what's going on in our own lives. It's a COVID year. What has the stone rolled onto in our hearts? Rolled over in our hearts? Where do we need to hollow out? Where do we need to find this hollow space of Resurrection Sunday as something that can free us? The COVID year has been 
tough. There's been a lot of mental anguish, fear about the virus itself, fear to cross distances, fear as you're out walking, whether you're getting close to the person coming the other way. We've dealt with isolation. We've dealt with all kinds of different things. No doubt in the intensity of our living together closer and on top of each other, if we have that privilege, because many are on their own, there have been things that uh, the intensity has probably caused some of uh, our, our eccentricities and quirks and foibles to come out and we're maybe feeling guilty. We're maybe feeling guilty for things that we had control of. We're maybe feeling guilty because we haven't seen family, because we haven't been able to visit, because there's all kinds of stuff that are burying away deep inside us this particular Resurrection Sunday. And I want us to try and see that Jesus hollows out. And in this hallowed place and space, we might find some pastoral care from a risen Christ. So what I'm saying first of all is, We've declared resurrection. We've had Emma sing the song. We've had See What a Morning. We're believing this hallowed place. We're believing these hallowed moments. But I'm not saying for a moment that some switch will flick in your life and all that fear and anxiety and grief and trauma that this last year and the years before it have caused will just magically disappear that's not even the way we see it in the biblical text in John we see that the disciples who go and see the tomb empty they go and hide away in a locked room because they're still fearful we see Mary still weeping when she sees the empty tomb they're still struggling with the events that have gone on the trauma of them over the past week and maybe even before that Resurrection declares the new new beginning. The new life begins here. It declares what Emma sang about earlier, a conception of new rebirth, the launch of a whole new earth, sparkling light through the holes, the bursting of hope in our souls. Resurrection. But as a pastor today, I'm aware that we have many things that we need to hollow out. And we need this hollow place to come and minister to us and bring us some comfort and pastoral help. And you know, as I read, I know it's in the context of Kerry's book and I know it's in the hallowing and the hollowing, but I don't think I'm wrong in seeing some new angle for me, not maybe for others, but for me, in John's account of Mary and Jesus in the garden this year. It seems to me as I, I read it in this different kind of uh, one year of uh, COVID times that just maybe just maybe when Jesus says Mary it's not as much him declaring that he's risen although it is it's him reaching out into Mary's trauma and pain and tears and grief and struggle the hollowing out that Jesus has done on Good Friday. 
the hollowing out that he's done as he descended to take our sin and get rid of our sin and our suffering and our injustice. He's risen from the dead and he's here present with Mary and Mary still in bits and pieces and confusion and turmoil. And Jesus just whispers, Mary, in this incredibly loving pastoral way. Christmas is the time for Emmanuel, God with us, isn't it? But it shouldn't be. We should be able to transpose Emmanuel onto this hallowed moment of Easter Sunday. Mary's still got issues she's going to have to deal with of what she's experienced and the confusion she's in. The disciples are going to have to come out from behind their locked doors. Thomas is going to have to deal with all his doubts. The disciples who go home and start back to their old jobs again, for goodness sake, are going to have to know the pastoral, healing, hollowing, hallowing of the resurrected Jesus ministering gently and carefully to them whatever they're going through and this morning whatever we're going through Emmanuel God with us he's hollowed it out to give us a new start and in this hallowed place the resurrected Jesus is with us and I pray as your minister whether you're a part of our community in Fitzroy or have been listening across the world my prayer is that as Mary heard Jesus speak her name that whatever you're going through in this COVID year whatever you're going through in your life at this time whatever trauma you've had in your life until now that you hear the risen Christ whisper your name Emmanuel, I'm with you. And we're going to hollow this out. And this hallowed place is going to make a difference. Praise for the 
Let us pray. Lord, we pray in this hallowed ground of Easter Sunday morning. As the woman declare, he is risen. We pray that we would know Emmanuel, the risen Christ, alongside us. Whispering our names. Lord, you know what's going on in the inside of our souls, deep down in our lives. You know those things that we regret. You know those things we wish we hadn't done. You know those things, Lord, that have been done to us. You know the traumas, the anxieties of a COVID year. And we thank you that something has happened over these last days as we've remembered the sacred hallowed ground of Easter to deal with such things. That Jesus, in love for all of us, gave himself to hollow out all the wrong, all the bad. And that in this hallowed ground we can find resurrection, the new life starting, new possibilities and most importantly a God who loves us a God who whispers our names Lord we pray this Easter weekend we pray in this hallowed ground that you would whisper our names that we would hear you that we would know you that we would be aware of the full extent of your love for us And that we would begin this journey, this faith journey, towards finding redemption in the everyday world that we have. We thank you that you have completed it and it's finished in legalistic terms. We thank you that all those things, the Lamb of God has taken away the sin of the world. But we pray for that everyday, ordinary life that we live the practical 
righteousness that we long for. That you will draw alongside us like you drew alongside the disciples that first Easter. And that you will pick us up in our confusion. You will pick us up in our regret. You will pick us up in our repentant states. You will pick us up in our fears. And that you will lead us forward to a new life that starts because Jesus is risen. Lord, we pray the hallowed place of Easter will reverberate in our bones and change us from the inside out. And maybe all of us now could think of loved ones in church or loved ones outside of church and pray the benediction over them this Resurrection Sunday. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us this day and forevermore. Amen.